before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me, Jansen Mizrak, Peter Donahue. Guys, welcome back. How we doing? Top of the morning, Andy. Oh, Andy, it's just a beautiful day today. Yeah. Yep, ahead of the heat wave coming back. Yeah, good I'll, lord. Yeah. At one point, the uh, the forecast for next week said a high of one twelve. Yeah, one twelve. It's not. It. I don't think it's that anymore. Yeah. No. High nineties, but when did that? Is this turn? Because I was like, saw oh, it. it was like ten days out. Yeah, and was yeah. that a mistake? It had to be. Had to have. Because I saw I f- a few people have been talking about it. Yeah. Of like. But it was could it have just been in like the auto feed? You know, it was like yeah. There's yeah. not like a person who's like typing in the various uh, predictions. Or, or I don't think. I don't. I don't there's too many different <laughs> cities. That it has to be automatic. Yeah, so, it's got to be automated. Yeah. Uh, well, I think they just wanted to give us a jolt and see what it'd do for us. Yeah. You know, like what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, we got him. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah exactly. So we, so we talked about this last time. I was going to say this sounds back. very yeah, 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 similar yeah, to yeah. the intro of our last yeah, podcast, yeah. talking about all these BS yeah. alerts. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk about golf. That's my new. Uh, I uh, when I put Eleanor to bed now, she gets a choice of do you want to do. We got do do books or do talking. That's what she says. Talking. She just wants to do talking, and then all the time, whenever, whether it's Jenny or I, whenever we ask her, what does she want to talk about? She says, "I want to talk about golf." <laughs> so, Wait, actually? Yeah, yeah. And it's you know, as someone who just spends their days talking about golf, it's actually harder to do. You know, to a two year, two and a half year old, <laughs> what do you you know, what do you say? So we talk through the different clubs, the different shots, you know, chips, and then she responds. She she likes to like repeat things you say so like you can you can hit chips and she says chips and putts putts yeah (laughs) that's awesome wow yeah so that's yeah i mean so we could go we could do the podcast just about that golf you hit a drive and then you hit another shot and then you put it in the hole Mm -hmm. that's that's Mm -hmm. that's how you talk about golf it's gonna happen yes she likes it so (laughs) it's pretty awesome um so this is this is a yeah, a pseudo part two to our previous episode, yes. but not, but not really, um, because our our staff trip it ended. Uh, Jansen and I got to do a, got to do something that nobody else on the trip did, and so it it, it couldn't go in the official kind of staff recap. pod recap. Yep. Um, and so this story, I'll start, but then I want you to jump in sure. and share what you think yeah, too. So so so, um, I had seen a. A video from the Golfer's Journal made about this guy named Clark Willard. I think that's his last name. And he was the first head pro at Sand Valley. And he got you know, like in an ATV accident at Sand Valley and he couldn't work and he like couldn't really walk for a time. And so his friend sent him some hickory clubs to like rebuild and refinish. And that like became his like his hobby and his passion. And he made a website and it's cool. So I, I have I have one of his hats. And so I I asked Alex Thompson, who's one of our friends, who's assistant pro at Sand Valley, like, is this guy still around? He said he's actually the head pro at the at the Lido now. And I said, oh, cool. Could, like, could we go meet him? And he, he Alex like wasn't sure right away because the Lido is kind of a a secretive place. You don't really know where it is. Um, you yeah. don't. You can't really get the. You know, you can't like, go look at it, yeah. right? Um, and so he's like, let me, you know, let me text my boss and I'll see if we can, you know, figure it out. And so. 
like he didn't and then like two days later on our last day he's like hey like we can like we can go I'll, i'm coming i'm gonna come pick you up and i'll drive you over there we'll go meet him and then i was like can i bring jansen and he's like yeah we can bring one more Sick. and so you, you can pick it up from here yeah well i um I watched that video after after meeting Clark because I was obviously intrigued. But you know, after talking with him, and uh, I mean, I, that accident that he was in was really sounded like no joke. You know, he was like completely immobile and um, you know, close to losing his life. It sounded yeah. like, and so like part of his, I think his rehab is he was like learning how to re, you know walk and you know do things for himself, like learn how to use his hands again. It's like uh, he got into rebuilding clubs, um, but particularly with the hickories. So I thought that was like a really cool story of like how he kind of rehabbed himself back into what he loves doing, but with a whole nother, you know, kind of layer to it. And, um, so anyways, you know, going, um, going over there to meet him, I really, all I knew was that, you know, this guy is the head pro of the Lido, which in itself is, you know, cool. And then, um, to be able to go and talk, talk hickory with another guy is just like, it doesn't, we've talked to random strangers at spring Valley, that we see have hickory clubs and they're always just like so inviting to just have a, a quick chat, which is, which is quite fun. So, um, I think just the culture with all of that is awesome. So I knew it was going to be a fun visit. Um, and, and thank you to Alex for obviously, you know, connecting us, which was, which was great. So, so yeah, then we go. So Alex picks us up in his awesome pickup and we, we drive over there and the Lido is, I mean, we could talk a, a little bit about that. Yeah, I imagine, yeah. right? So, so the Lido is a um, eighteen hole replica of a course that was lost back in the Hamptons, like way back in the day, like back in the in the twenties mm-hmm. or um, early twenties, you know, around World War One, and um, and it was a uh, Alistair, no, no, C. B. McDonald and Rainer, right? and yeah. Rainer, yeah, design, and it was just like known as one of the craziest golf courses in America with like, you know, a lot of history and a lot of, um, designs and, and holes from, from Scotland and, and just what those two architects had, um, you know, their style and their, and their twist. Um, but then it was, it was lost and, um, turned into condos and real estate. And, um, but there's still enough photographs and information that they rebuilt it, which is awesome. And so they rebuilt it on the sand dunes in Wisconsin and, uh, it is completely flat because it's you know it used to be right next to the ocean, but you know Alex said it's it's to scale you know to the square yard, which is pretty awesome. They shifted a couple tees around and you know a little bit of the routing, but it's like it's spot yeah. on. And so when we drove on property, it just looks like a really big open field of dunes. Um, but once you get on the course, um, this is fast forwarding a little bit, yeah, I yeah. felt like you're surrounded by mountains you know mm. like when you're in the fairways and like looking around and on the greens like the slopes are so crazy but when you're kind of far away or even on the tee box it just looks really flat and um so it was just like such a unique experience walking uh we just played the front nine uh i've never experienced like dr- that dramatic of a change from what you see when you're at the clubhouse versus like what you experience when you're on every hole it, yeah. just, it was insane. And, I, you know, I'm trying to take some videos and pictures, and I've gone back since and looked at them. And I just and I deleted a lot of them because I'm like, this just – the, the videos doesn't do it. Just, they're not good. Like they're not Sonya good photos. Or when yeah. I've been to Prestwick, like you yeah, just the, can't there's not, do it. Can't it, capture you it. You can't yeah. capture it. No. I think the best way to capture it is drone. 
Yeah. You know, and I've seen some drone footage and stuff. But, but even then, you can't get but the aerial, mounting. But yeah, aerial, you can't get the mounting as well. But, I mean, I, I'd say that that's the best way. But the best way to experience it is just well, walking it. Right? Yeah, you'd yeah. have to be, yes. Uh, yeah, you have to be very creative. I mean, you'd almost yeah. have to, like, take the drone off from the ground and raise it up slowly. And and like, so fly it with you, the slopes. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah, you got to get do it. That. Yeah, kind of give the aerial... You know, I have that it, picture but. that I took years ago from Cruden Bay, and uh, you know, it's a <clears throat> it's a panoramic thing that I did, you know, before cameras had panoramic capability. So I just framed this, and then I slid over and took that picture. <laughs> nice. And when you look at it, you know, you can see because it was at dawn, it was at sunrise the mounding and stuff like that. But just like you say, it still looks kind of flat. Yeah. And when you get down into it, you know, it's like, holy Moses. It's like uh, walking around a crowd of derby hats. You know, yeah. it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. So, um, so the, the course um, in general, again, it's, it's private course up there at, at Sand Valley. It is open to the public for a limited number of days a week but then it's really i mean it sounds like four to five days out of the week it's just closed to member play and they don't they don't get much play up there so um obviously a treat to be able to just like go and yeah we didn't i didn't know if we'd be I, able we didn't to know, play so. um we just we didn't even plan on it we just went to uh and, and it's cool like right when you walk into the clubhouse there's a he's got his like hickory workshop just on the left, like a brand new. So they are building the clubhouse. Like, okay, here's your room for like hickory refinishing. And so he's got a whole shelf of of probably a hundred clubs, yeah, a couple right? Hundred, that he's like yeah. refinishing, and then a bunch of bags of clubs as well um, that you know people could take to go play if they wanted. Um, and so like we walked in, he had he had just come in from like driving around the course, and we just like introduced ourselves that we were getting it. You know, we're into hickory golf this year, and he was he was like so excited to hear that nest bunch of questions and what clubs we had and you know how often we play and you know where we're from and and stuff like that so and then he you know we got to you know he showed us around his his shop he showed us some clubs they 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 got some clubs like remade uh some like special lido like hickory clubs like ones like he they found like a hundred year old putter in like a thrift store that had a, a lido stamp on it and so they like remade that exact putter. They had like Tad Moore do it. So they have those for sale in the, the shop. And um, yeah, and, was, and Jansen was Jansen's like, I need a what did you say? I need a long iron. Or well, something? I asked him. I was yeah. like, I was like, hey, like, are you selling any of these? Because like, you know, he asked what clubs we have, and I said, well, I got a great set, but I I don't have a club that I can hit like over a a buck seventy. And he was like, well, tr we'll try this, you know. And and so I, I grabbed it, and he goes, like, if you guys want to go and play nine. You're more than welcome to take some of these clubs and, and go play, or if you have your own sticks, like go go get a quick nine in. We're like, really? <laughs> and then and then you know, so like obviously we we're gonna go do it, and yeah. then we we're like, well, should we play these random hickory clubs, or should we go get ours from the car, or like what? And so so I we grabbed a couple of clubs from him to like test out. Like I got that one iron from him, and then we we ended up playing with ours. But uh, but yeah, it was re it was really cool. And so you know, we're out there and drop a couple of extra balls down on the par fives and hit this like four iron hickory. And it was just like, of course it was perfect. Like yeah. <laughs> it was like, how much? Yeah. <laughs> so, Good. um, so that Good. was, that was cool. Yeah. It was super fun to just go out and play. It was super windy. We just played so mm -hmm. much golf. Um, so we didn't have any like 
expectations or like weren't like grinding over putts, you know, just running around and seeing the course and hitting shots. And I really remember the first hole. The first hole has it's like a blind tee shot, and then once you get up there, there's so many. There's probably five like Lasonia esque bunk like fairway bunkers that there would really be no way of avoiding them. But They're like, all over the place. Somehow yeah. we did, and so like you couldn't even you can't even see them, and so it's kind of like. They would never make a hole like this, you know, today, but it, it was just cool to, to see. Yeah. Um, but I could imagine people, certain people getting like frustrated playing the course of just like, you're probably going to hit it in some like really tough spots that you just had no idea were, were there, right? You can't see all the trouble and it's not even a, you know, it's not like Lasonia where there's like a blind shot, but like you'll never get into any trouble. It's like, there's like, a blind shot, but yeah. there's like a 50% chance you might like be in a lot of trouble yeah and so yeah um but it's still it's really cool the scale was cool a few of the holes really memorable so yeah um, you know that's one of the things uh, years ago i remember a friend of mine you know uh many many years ago had been to scotland and said to me one day he said but they play such a much better game over there and i honestly i, I really couldn't imagine what he was talking about and i said why you mean because it, ball runs instead of flies and uh well no not just that and well this no no not just that but it really was um you know the fact that i remember a presentation done by a guy one time and he had a had a bunch of marbles colored marbles red marbles green marbles and yellow marbles and he said uh he said the red marbles are uh green marbles are your skills uh, the yellow marbles are um, mental distractions. The green mar or the red marbles are luck. Mm-mm. He said uh, he, he picked up the marbles and he poured them into a, a milk carton, and he started shaking it. And he said, "Okay, let's go to the course." <laughs> and he started pulling the marbles out and doing the narrative. And of course, the blind tee shot going into the bunker. You know, I mean, if you were playing match play, it's all in the spirit of luck, sure. mental distractions, skills, yeah. you know, and it's and it's fun. Oh, bad luck. You you knocked it in the bunker. Yeah. You know, and whether I win the hole or lose the hole, I'm, you know, we're, it's one. Yeah. Right? Not like ten. I made a ten. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, just walking around. You know, taking on the challenges like you guys were doing and going is, uh, you know, that's what kind of what the hickory opens up to Americans anyway. It's just a different way of feeling the game and looking at the game. And, um, you know, what are we, why do we uh, have such camaraderie out there? You know, because it's just that. It's just like hey, whatever you can take on. Now, playing with you guys, you know, you guys look like you're playing with carbon steel clubs. It looks pretty much like the same game. But, you know, not when I'm out there. I'm out there just taking one shot at a time mm-hmm. and, and really score is, like, absolutely irrelevant. Yeah, no, same. Yeah. I... um I had it. I I felt like the the nine that we played on that trip was was just or, or there at the Lido was was a perfect way to end the trip because yeah. like you said we just played a ton of golf three days in a row, um, 
that day in particular, like was windy and like, you know, just a long, a lot of walking, you know, and, um, I hadn't had a ton to eat that day. I was like running on fumes. I was <laughs> gassed, you know, but like we just went out with just the enjoyment of like getting the opportunity to go experience something really, really cool, you know, and meet some cool people. And, uh, you know, we just, we raced around it. I think we played in like an hour 40, you Probably. know, just like yeah. super, super Probably quick, faster, maybe even faster, guess. hour and a half. Yeah. But like Andy and I played a, a little match with yep. one another and Good Alex one. was just yep. slapping it around. But, you know, it was just, it was super, super fun. And, and the score was irrelevant. You know, the first hole, like I got in some trouble and Andy made like the, a beautiful party goes, oh yeah, we're playing a quick match. I'm like, <laughs> great. I'm one down. Didn't even know. And then a couple of holes later we get on that yeah. epic par five. Yeah. And that was probably one of the most memorable holes for, for me because you could go to the left and then it, it turns into a three-shot hole or you can kind of take some risk on to the right and you can get on in two. So I go left by accident <laughs> and Andy stripes one right and I did not see him or Alex until we got to the green and this is like a 600-yard hole. Like I was by myself for like 20 minutes. <laughs> and I get up there and I I make a mess of the hole and I'd hit some extra ones with that club that Clark gave me yeah. and, um, and I go... Andy, I, th- I think he got that hole, and he goes, well, I made double, and I go, oh, well, I think I did, too. So I'm like, I guess we'll have it and just re- reconvene yeah. on the next hole, you know, so, I did it good, but, it was, but I had no idea, you know, so it was, um, that was a pretty, a pretty funny one yeah, uh, remember from that our whole, match. Whole, was it hole eight, that par three? It's like, yeah, it's like 240-yard par three. It's like uphill to uh, the big... Maybe a, sim- a green probably bigger than 10 at Lasonia. Oh, my God. It's yeah. huge. It like, was massive. It was, and that's just all it, you know, all the hole is. So uh, It's a huge green, yeah. really long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. But it was like the ground is so firm. Um, Alex hit first. He, like, and it was like sideways wind, right to left wind, 240 yards. And Alex hit a three iron that he hit it like low. And it just like rolled like through the green. It landed short of it and rolled through it. So then I hit a five iron that I hit to the middle of the green, and then you switched clubs and hit, I don't know, a persimmon or your five iron or something. I don't know. I think I hit my persimmon five wood yeah. to, like, yeah, the front short. the front yeah. edge and just, like, hit this, like, chippy little pitching wedge that chased up there. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It was great. We, yeah, and then we finished hole nine, went in, you bought your club. Yeah. Um, and he gave us Clark gave us a, a lead, you know, little ball markers from like the opening day, like special ones. So that was pretty sweet. Very we able nice. to go, we yeah. able to do that. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions about the course, Pete? Before we move on. No, but it, it definitely. I mean, I've heard of the uh, Lido, and uh, and of course, you know, I, I earlier in the year um, studying that book that uh, about Sleepy Hollow. Uh, the golf course yeah. in uh, upstate New York, uh, that Jason Way uh, uh, wrote the narrative to, uh, and, and really kindled my interest in C.B. McDonald and the whole story about, you know, about him and how he came to become interested in golf and then golf architecture and the impact that he made on on the game in this country and. Uh, you know, is extraordinary. So having a chance to be on that golf course, that's just an awesome, yeah. awesome to think about. Yeah. Um, so the, the reason I wanted this to tell the story on a separate episode is because I reminded me of 
the, in the book To the Lynx Land, what Pete and I, we read out of a few podcasts ago talking about the sound of the swing. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, the, his coach that he meets in Scotland, Stark, uh, at the end of the book, he sees him again uh, doing some clinic or something. And then uh, like his parting words have something to say about uh, Stark says the line, like, golf gives you energy. And he's like, golf, think, he's like, think about how you are before you play around a golf thing, but how you are after around a golf and like golf, golf actually gives you, gives you energy. And I always thought that was a cool thing to say, but I never really understood what he meant by it or like how you could put that into practice. Um, but then when we got back from our trip, we were talking to some of our other, our other coworkers, there were 11 of us. And so some of them, they were talking about how like, oh, like after playing that, like three 18 whole rounds a day, they're like, oh, I can't even look at my clubs anymore like i'm i'm done like one of our you know co-workers who won't name like he said he's given up the game um says he's turning into a movie critic yeah <laughs> so unbelievable um you know who you are yeah. uh giving up the game but others are like yeah this is how all you know every time I'm on a buddy's trip like this is how we're just we're just so sick of golf by the end of it and that was not my experience at all. Like, I feel like if we had 18 holes the next day, I could have, I would have happily played them. Um, and so I'm, I guess I wanted to hear if you guys kind of agree with this or, or not. Um, yeah. What, like what camp are you in? I feel like some of our, some of our people, if like, it's like, do you guys want to go play nine more holes? They'd be like, absolutely not. But like Jansen and I just like jumped at it and it was a great kind of like what golf's all about yeah yeah well i i would agree with that and um i feel like i've had a couple experiences you know whenever the fall kind of rolls around is is our time to go to go play and um the last few years i've gone on a you know a little trip with my dad here and there and a couple years ago we went to sand valley and it was the same thing you know it's like let's go play as much as we can, you know? And last year we went to, to Grand Rapids and there was uh we played this one course and we just loved it. And we immediately went into the golf shop and got some lunch and then, and asked, Hey, could we go, go get out for another nine? And they were super busy, but they, they got us out. And, um, it was just, it was awesome, you know? And, and I think when you have a good experience and it's not always like you got to go play like a super cool course, but if you, if you just have a good experience, um, out there, I think it does fuel you to want to go chase after that more. And um, yeah, I've never, I've never said no. I'm good. I don't think, unless my body's like in a lot of pain, <laughs> you know. But even then, I'll rally, <laughs> you know. So when we when we came back from this this most recent trip, I think I was off on. We took Thursday off or didn't play on Thursday, but then I played again on Friday, mm. um, and I was like so ready to go play, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was up the next morning, um, you know, like at six six thirty. I was I went I went to practice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and I was hurting, you know, because uh, I'm still not quite. <laughs> it's a long path back from uh, uh, how long? Well, about four years now. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like. Uh, uh, it's just learning more golf, you know, and, and, and the opportunity to, uh, to move. And if you enjoy physical movement, you enjoy athletic movement, 
you know, if you enjoy, you know, using your imagination and stepping into that imagination, then, uh, you know, then I think you gain energy from it. And, and, you know, and I think also, as you've described many times, the personal connections. I mean, I play a lot of golf by myself, uh, but, uh, and I love it. And yeah. I love the solitude. Um, but I, you know, I also love uh, the, you know, the chance to watch my playing partners play. I'm so happy I got my eyes you know, cataract surgery done because now I can see, and I can't see everything. A lot of your shots, you know, go away so fast that I, I can't follow them, but I follow a lot of them. And uh, I think the, I think if you have, I, I think you can get, you certainly get beat up by the game. I, I know that when, you know, you put yourself out like that person that shall not be named. You know, and and as as I always did as a young as a PGA professional playing in events, I mean you're putting yourself out. Your ambition, your ego, your uh, you know is out there. And if you don't do well, you get bruised. Yeah. And uh, and you know a lot of times I'd laugh about that on Tuesdays. You know I'd come back to give some golf lessons, and after a Monday event, and I'd be saying. Who am I to be telling anybody how to play this game? I don't know how to play it at all. Yeah, right. At all. Yeah, or if, some, uh, yeah, or if somebody's going to have a comment, you know, in in those kind of situations, if so, there's a lot more people that'll come up to you and give you give you some, you know, some smack talk than if you had one of your better rounds and come say congratulations, yeah. you know, and that can be that can be a a pretty um, unfriendly environment to spend a lot of time in. Yeah, you know. It's like really, like I finally had a good round, and like nobody talks to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, what? right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should be playing that way. You're a pro, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, it's really. Just, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. When the egos get flaring like that, but it's fine. Yeah. Well, and it, it, I mean, get back, get back to a lot of the themes we talk about, you know, over and over. Um, the the idea being that I, I my working theory is that the people who on our trip who cared like the most about the score and competing as like their primary focuses for like what they were trying to get out of the trip. Those are people who left the most like exhausted and most like, man, I, mm. I'm not even going to look at my clubs. And so, you know, we talk about other ways that you can play golf or like approach golf or, um, like you just listed a few Pete of like enjoying the movement of playing with imagination. Uh, I think, for me, like going to the Lido was like a sense of adventure and like a lot of trips uh, or, or then there's other, you know, personal connections or all sorts of different like reasons for yeah. playing. Um, and in the past, like up until this point, I kind of thought, well, it's like, oh, you know, it's just kind of personal preference. Like I'm going to play for the the adventure and for like the shot making and, and you're going to play for trying to shoot your lowest score. And like, that's fine. We can all do our own thing, which I still say like everyone can do their own thing but now this kind of trip example has given like a tangible like actually like benefit to play like if you if you see it in this way and you see it beyond just the score then you actually will have you'll be more energized by the thing by the by playing golf as opposed to if it is just the score then you're actually going to be left you're going to be drained and so that's a a tangible thing that you can measure and notice in yourself um 
that could be very beneficial to actually like, try to figure this stuff out because who wouldn't you know want to be have more energy and after yeah. play yeah 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 no i agree with you you know if if uh that's why that quote um about you know fred shoemaker although it may you know not sure that the object of the game should be to get better at it um you know doesn't in the object being that which you're striving for, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if you're if, if the object is to go out and uh, you know and w- do whatever whatever we were just talking about, you know, exercise your imagination, walk into each shot like it's an adventure, you know, over and over again, and then you add them up and go, wow, I shot five under par. You know, well, that's just like, that's like another flower in the in the bouquet. You know, it's yeah. like it's just adding stuff. Right. It's not. It's not like it ain't the only thing, but it. You know, it's icing on the cake, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, you know, and I think that. Uh, well, I think you're right. I think that 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 trip was a good example of exactly that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about it, but maybe not. Maybe that's it. I yeah. I mean, just speaking to that, Pete. I mean, I felt like this trip was the competition was very fun, but it. I knew that there was some pretty epic golf that we we're going to play at some really, really awesome courses with like some of our favorite people. Right, we have a pretty tight knit team here, and uh, it's always really fun to play with with everyone and, you know, mix match the groups and, you know, it's just the camaraderie is always great, especially after a long season. And, um, and so that's that, I mean, that I alluded to it the last time of, um, our last podcast of just like trying to play with that quote in mind that you shared with us, you know, and, um, played some of my best golf this season, you know, as a result of that. And it wasn't about the score. It wasn't about the contest. It was, it wasn't about that at all, but the stars aligned from a score standpoint and that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I had just, uh, you know, watching you guys play, you know, to me. And now, you know, this is somebody, I know this is well documented from the things I've said about my history, but, you know, I never cared about anybody else's game. You know, the only reason I went out to play golf was to go low. And if I wasn't, if I shot myself out of that, I'd quit and go back in and start again. Yeah. You know, and this time it was really like to watch the shots that you guys could hit and to uh, see the ball sailing or to see the putts, you know, come in at, uh, you know, clutch moments. It was just uh, all of those things. And how could, you know, somebody who, uh, you know, was so self-absorbed in their golf and in golf scoring, you know, get to that point, I... I don't know. I guess we'd have to go back seventy three years and <laughs> <laughs> document the journey. But uh sure. but uh you know, I have to say that um that was very real. You know, and the and getting a chance to step up and have a go at it. Yeah. You know, again, hey, how about this shot? Hey, how about this shot? You know, and uh, hey, look what I did on that hole. Um you know that's it's just it's just you know more uh, magic beans that you get to put in the palm of your hand. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking back 
oh, you know, over the trip and, and like past year's trips and thinking about like what we would maybe do differently going forward. And I, I know like the teams and like drafting the teams and the competition is like such a, such a highlight of it. But I actually, I'm curious what you guys think. It almost seems like the, like the buildup to the actual competing is more fun than the actual like (laughs) competing goes like the last, just, I remember the final day of, of every trip, which is supposed to be, you know, like the singles of the Ryder cup, uh, where you get matched up with other people, there's there hasn't been there's never been one like good story from that day. It's just been like kind of sleepy. Like you said, you're around with with Chris, Steve, and Zach. You don't even talk to or something, right? Like, well, I mean, yeah, but you said I mean, something did, along those like, lines. Yeah, of like, like it was a quiet, it wasn't like yeah. a fiery like it was a fun fire round and like match. Again, I was so confused with the points and I still don't give a crap <laughs> about him. Like yeah. I just was going out to try and play my best and, and enjoy it and um you know it's, but you know what I it's mean? fine. No one... But yeah, like the points didn't like get me motivated to yeah. like grind, you yeah. know, or I never felt like um kind of that excitement of, Oh, this putt means something, yeah. you know. Right, it's right. like no, like it's yeah. Chris and Zach had a pretty good go at it last year. I oh have yeah, to say. okay. You know, that's true. I and, and I think uh, one time at Lost Dunes, like Peter Lineweber went super low and mm. and uh, sure. and I think destroyed a couple couple hearts out there, <laughs> which yeah. was you know he, he rallied. He hit that like crazy shot oh, on yeah, yeah, eight. No, you remember that? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. there's been some good play in the last days, but I do agree that um, maybe the hype isn't. It doesn't live as uh, yeah. up to the hype it's as much as like, you think. It's never been like oh all like there's there's not like these like energy yeah. producing like. Yeah. It's There's just, not a crowd around the last green, yeah. like you know. Oh, this, this is going to come down to the last match. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like we're not we're not huddled up. So, yeah, and like funny. we're watching when we were watching the groups behind us come in. It was fun to watch them, but there was no like, you know. I wonder what this is for. You know, it was just like, well, oh, Jansen hit in the bunker. Oh, you know, okay, good putt, Zach. Right. You know, all these things. Yeah. So, um, it's just interesting. I don't, you know, I don't know what the alternative. Or if even an alternative is needed, but it's just interesting to think of like, oh, we're like we're so people are like, you know, some teams were holding like team practices, like brought track men <laughs> out to Deerfield, like, so, and then in the end, it was just like no energy from anyone. So it's it's like, um, well, there's aspects to it, sure. you know. It's it's uh it it has stages, you know, and the the drafting has its own thing, and this year was a you know great story of the, you know. Uh, wonderful draft, great, great reasons for drafting the players. And then there was a trade, you know, and so, you know, there was all kinds of stuff that went around about that. So I think it's a wonderful, uh, you know, it's all wonderful. It's just, it's, it's, it's kind of like three separate plays or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the team stuff is definitely the team being with your team. Yeah. Is seems to be generally speaking, I think you know more energizing than the individual mm-hmm. competitions, yeah. at least to this point, and th- at least as far as the three of us are concerned. Now, other people may have different yeah. stories about that. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think everybody gets out what they want from it because I feel like a lot of thought goes into it. Yeah. And um, there are different parts of the trip right there's the lead up to it there's the draft there's the 
um, the trades, and then there's the first day and the second day, and this year the third day, you know, yeah. and different formats along the way. So I think everybody enjoys it at different times. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, you know it's what I mean? The best. I mean, so, yeah, it's, it's the best. It's, it's the best. best. I, yeah. But I'm just saying, there was a, there's just a sense in like the thinking of like, oh, we got like we got to choose a game where everyone gets to play their own ball because like people want to make you know that seems like a valuable thing to people that like you have a chance to make your own score but also to like you know help the team as well and so that's not even like a negotiable thing for the final day but then i'm just like oh thinking back it never actually leads to that much excitement so like why are we holding on to this and in it and one doesn't even lead to excitement but it's also like for some people a very like draining like experience so <laughs> yeah. it's like why are we holding on to it so tightly if it never actually like leads to what you know we hope yeah. we hope it was <laughs> very so, draining yeah. um but cool um all right guys you have any golf on the horizon coming up mm. i'm going to seattle on yeah. friday and oh, nice. i'm gonna be out there for yeah for a couple of weeks and so the weather is nice out there. Yeah. It's cooler okay. than it is here, and pres- and hopefully there won't be any fires, um, you know, uh, that can s- become concerning. Uh, generally around Seattle, Tacoma, that's that's not a problem. But so, so yes, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to um, to playing in uh, out on the Olympic Peninsula. Uh, you know, where they have these fabulously tall pine trees and it's a you know it's wonderful up and down stuff and uh um yeah so what clubs are you gonna bring do you know what's like what's in your set these days well i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring i'm bringing all lefties okay uh and i'm gonna bring the hickories and i'm gonna bring the because you know if I bring the hickories and I bring my regular set, it's still only like 15 clubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. No, it's more than that. But uh, but I can get yeah. them all. Get I can all get them playing. all in. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's good. All right. Friday, oh. we're playing. We're playing. Playing hickory Friday. Yeah. That'll be good. Where are you going? We're going to do Sunset Valley? Valley, which will be my first time hickory out there. Nice. So I'm excited. That'd be nice. How about you? Yeah. Have you? Have you done it out there yet? No. That'd be good. So, yep. Good. Who, uh, who else right. are you playing with? Um, Rob. It'll be Rob Rob's first time. We'll see. He he we'll see. sounded. He was on the fence. <laughs> he I saw in. him hit some. He was yesterday. In. He was fine. Well, well he was in. He, he's like, don't play golf Friday. I was like, I'm playing. You can play with. You can join our group. There's a spot left, but you have to play Hickory. And so he said, yeah. okay, I'm in. And then yesterday he's like, if we were playing today, I I might be out. So he he had a range session that was on you know didn't he didn't quite feel the magic so there's still a few days left we'll see we'll see who's he, the fourth he was um, good. my student my friend nathan who you know we've played together before oh yeah yeah. yeah oh sure yeah. sure great oh yeah. that's wonderful so, okay. well you guys will have fun thank you yeah all right Safe well, travels, Pete. Safe thank Pete. you we'll see wow we'll see you in a long time i guess you're yeah. staying there for see three me weeks on the 14th okay that's not that long okay not too bad. all right all right thank you guys talk to you all next time bye Before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life.